Matthew 7.1 includes some of the Lord's most famous words. People often run to this passage as some kind of religious protection of their lifestyle choices. But are they right? Does judge not that you be not judged mean Jesus' followers are to refrain from all judging? Let's think about the context of Matthew 7 and verse 1. In Matthew 5 through 7, that's the Lord's famous Sermon on the Mount. Jesus spends a lot of time in this sermon talking about sins like anger and lust. He reminds his listeners that what goes on in their minds is just as important as the actions that they take. Jesus also reminds his listeners not to be hypocrites in their actions of service to God, and he gives examples like giving and prayer and fasting. The hypocrites did these things in order to be seen by other people. Jesus tells his followers to not worry about their good deeds being seen by other people. God sees them, and that's what matters. He then tells his audience to set their minds on what truly matters, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then it's at this point that Jesus arrives at this famous statement about judging in Matthew 7, verse 1. So, with that background in mind, what does Matthew 7, verse 1 mean? If we read the handful of verses around Matthew 7, 1, we'll find Jesus' explanation of what he means by this statement. So, we'll begin in Matthew 7, verse 1, and we'll go all the way through verse 5. Here, Jesus says, Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye? Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. The question has to do with the standard of judgment that we use. Jesus showed the hypocrisy of using a very strict standard of judgment on everyone else while practically ignoring ourselves. In other words, strict standard for everyone else, but very lenient, not so strict when it comes to ourselves. And Jesus likely had in mind the hypocritical behavior of the scribes and the Pharisees. He mentions in Matthew 5, verse 20. Later on in the book of Matthew, Jesus pronounces woes upon them because of their hypocrisy. For example, in Matthew 23, verse 2 through 4, Jesus says, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do, but do not do according to their works, for they say and do not do. For they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. And again, in that same chapter, in Matthew 23, verse 23 and 24, he says again, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, these spices, and you've neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Matthew 23, verse 23 and 24. In Matthew 7, verse 1, 
Jesus is calling attention to the hypocrisy of applying one standard of judgment to other people and a different standard of judgment to ourselves. And he warns us not to follow the path of the scribes and the Pharisees. There is a standard of judgment that all should use. Jesus said in John 12, verse 48, He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. The word spoken by our Lord will judge us. And the question is, will we follow the standard by which we will be judged or not? As Christians, we must hold ourselves to this standard and gently help others to see that they too will be judged by this same standard. We must seek to remove sin from our own life. And when we help someone with sin in their life, we must do so in a gentle way, treating them as we would want to be treated. As Paul said in Galatians 6 verse 1, Brethren, If a man is overtaken in any trespass, any sin, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted.